So up next on the You Ain't Or Nothing Yet podcast, we have three very talented individuals that together make up Villa in France. Their raunchy, honest, and at times politically charged music brings you right back to a time when you just want to go mad on a dance floor when a band is giving it their all on stage, when everything's normal and not prefaced with vaccines, masks, and indeed caution. They've played all across this great land and have a new EP on the way. Lads, Aidan, Nino, and Matthew, how the hell are you? Good, good, lad. Thanks a million for coming on. I know, as he mentioned earlier, that uh, you know, you're all students, and to chat to us in an evening when you want to be sculling pints somewhere, um, and yeah. talking shit to uh, randomers in a pub. Um, so I understand. Thank you very, very much for coming on. Mm-hmm. So I suppose, luck. we'll just jump straight in. Tell us, I mean, who you are, where you guys are from, what are you about? Um, I'm Aiden. I'm the singer in the band. Uh, I am from Port Rush. Uh, I'm Nino. I'm guitarist. I'm from Port Stewart. And I'm Matthew, and I play drums. And I'm also from Port Stewart. Yeah, but we're all living in Derry now. Yeah, that is true. Very good. Very good stuff. They were all living in Derry. He just moved up. So. Oh, congratulations! Thank you. you. (laughs) When I say that I am really fucking jealous, I'm really fucking jealous. Derry is a beautiful city, really beautiful city. Yeah. But look, I suppose I'm just going to get straight in. Where did the name Villa in France come from? This is Neon's story to tell. I know I told this story a lot of times. It's um basically when I uh, explained to my dad that I'm not going to take over the family business and I'm going to go out and venture with my guitar somewhere. He uh, obviously was hesitant and he um, gave me the rundown of the, the risks and all, as I was aware of. And uh, he said, I'll support you 100% as long as when you're rich and famous, you buy me a villa in France. So, oh, okay. Ah, brilliant. <laughs> uh-huh, kind of stuck, so. Yeah. I like learned. it. No, we can't change it, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's here to stay. It's here to stay. And there's a, that's a great story behind it, to be honest. That's brilliant. It's a goal as well as a name, then. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Eyes in the prize of. We're manifesting. Manifesting. Yeah, manifesting. <laughs> We're manifesting or Villa in France. Yeah. 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 Villas in France, multiple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then what about yourselves? So, how did you guys meet and how did you get into music? And then ultimately, I suppose, how did you end up playing together? So, I met Nino when I was 15 and we played acoustic guitar. I was like, do you want to be in band with me? Yeah. Uh, and we just played loads of gigs and just like coffee shops yeah. and local places because we just were like eager to do that because it's just exciting even though we didn't have many originals at the time yeah. and kind of just like just messing about yeah yeah and then when i started tech and started coming up to Derry for the first time uh there was another person on the train coming from port Stewart, and it was uh yeah. this guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> we were both in the same class in um level three music performance and um I, don't, I think I just offered a, a lift one day. And I was yeah. like, do you want to just look? Because you live like 30 seconds away from my house. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll lift you back from the station. And I think maybe until November, so from like September into November, uh, we were just hanging out. And then he just asked me to come play drums sometime for him. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it stuck since. It so. stuck since. Yeah. I think everything Never looked back. <laughs> we lived together. So and we lived together. Well, I don't live. <laughs> <laughs> Fair play. Brilliant, brilliant. And then musically, what about you know your influences personally or as a band? What sort of growing up or even today? Well, yours a bit vague, but yeah, mine's mm-hmm. pretty vague. I just listen to 
lots of stuff. I grew up listening to a lot of like Elvis and um, a lot of yeah. Good like, place to start. Good place to start. <laughs> and but my mom used to love like um, R and B. Like, um, can you hear that in the music? <laughs> music. Yeah, I I I love like all that stuff now even, and I also just love Billie Eilish too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, mine's kind of similar. It's kind of vague. It, we couldn't really hear it in the music I listened to from what I like, grew up listening to. It's, um, it was kind of weird because it was just like all night, but my parents would listen to obviously, and it was a lot of like Dixie Chicks and like all the acoustic um, and, like ABBA and stuff like that. And then obviously when I got an iPod and I was like 14, it was just like completely random, like <laughs> four Green Day songs and like just a few other songs, just random from whatever I could find. And then yeah. I started playing guitar. I obviously got into rock music and became a big emo. And then uh, I kind of spiraled from there. <laughs> Where I am now. Happy days, yeah. man. Happy days. <laughs> um, I, th- I think mine's very different from their their suit. Um, I don't like. I don't. I don't think my parents have any really any influence on the music I listen to growing up. Mm. Um, I think if maybe what shows in in music is when I started playing drums. I remember like asking friends like what songs I should play on drum because I didn't really listen to like any kind of rock music. I guess. Um, it was mostly electronic stuff back then, but they were like, oh, you should listen, listen to like Nirvana and maybe like some Muse and stuff. So I think a lot of it has just been like, God, it must be like 2016, like rock songs that my friends were just saying, like any kind of Free Fire stuff, Nirvana, and probably the soundtrack from Guitar Heroes 3, Legends of Rock. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> I would just like listen to them. And it's developed since. I mean, we all like love a lot of pop stuff now, and like Bill Eilish as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. I think definitely more recent stuff would take influence from music. It reminds me of that scene in like School of Rock, where like, <clears throat> pardon me, Jack Black's character is like handing out, "Okay, listen to this, listen to this." You need somebody <laughs> to be like, "Dude, listen to this. This is the drums on this on this side. It's fucking great." <laughs> <laughs> All sorts of stuff. And then, I suppose before we get stuck into your own music and then chatting about that, you're obviously, as you mentioned, students, you're up in Derry and you're all living together. How is it balancing sort of being in a band together with, you know, uni sort of full-time and living together and all that sort of competing stuff? Yeah, it, um, it can get intense. It's like, uh, because we're doing music by our, like, our, our, on our own and we're doing it in uh, a course, they do relate a lot. Like we can go in and there and practice and we also like, we can use our time there to write our own songs and just like produce them for assignments and stuff like that, which is good. There's some um, like over in both and we all do, we're all doing the yeah. same course, except you're one year below. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's it kind of pretty intense. There's a lot to I, it. Well, I, have, I haven't known anything else as well. That's like, true. I haven't joined not, the band as soon as he, yeah, yeah so. I haven't not um played with these guys not being in tech like learning music mm-hmm. um but it's definitely helpful like i yeah. mean we recorded our first four songs mm-hmm. yeah. um, in, in tech with lectures and so mm-hmm. without that experience we would have been able to record our own songs or yeah yeah exactly no and also like or no mm-hmm. even how to do a gig and like oh, yeah. what's needed yeah you know in a professional manner from a band and like when i first came up here i was immediately struck by like the scene and all the other bands because in Port Stewart there's there was us and there was like maybe one, <laughs> one or other bands. Yeah. and like coming up here and just hearing about all these people just like me here just like gigging around the area and it seems seems overwhelming and then I met him when we started doing the same and we were like welcomed into 
the scene very nicely from where we live up here. So we were drawn in very well. But um, yeah, I love Derry. I think it's really um, unlike tech, how it all comes in. Because so many of the bands, like, you know, Cherim, we went to tech, we were talking to them and they were giving us uh, tips and tricks on how to, mm-hmm. how to go through this. Yeah. Probably this. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we, we interviewed them quite a while ago, excuse, didn't we? And um, uh-huh. I think the only other full three piece we've had on. So it's I was gonna say, together. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, honored to be the second, second yeah. <laughs> Um so I suppose look, you did mention your own music and you know how you sort of created that or curated them, I suppose, um, with you know, you know, your university course. The first song, uh, way back in 2019, seems like a distant memory and what Sean Hughes, I think, calls the before times. The before times, excuse? Yeah, in the times. In the before times. Uh, 1990. Um, tell us about its inception, lads. Um, I wrote that song when Nino and I were doing gigs in coffee shops and stuff. Like, yeah. when we were just playing with between us. It was actually like, the first song I had ever, like, written in its entirety. And um, it's about my parents and their love story. Oh. And, like, oh. I wasn't alive. So. so, so sorry. Should I have said there instead of Inception? Should I maybe have said Inception? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember the day you showed me it. We were going to go out busking just in the, in the promenade in Port Stewart. And I was like, this song is, is, is like sick. And then I learned it and I fucked it up all day playing it. <laughs> like, yeah, it was the first thing when you was going to be the first one from like the start. We were like, yeah, this one should be it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I still think it, yeah, it's good. Well, other stuff, but. <laughs> <laughs> So, so it's a bit. It's your mom's love or your mom and dad's love story to create your you as a beautiful being. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wouldn't say beautiful, but yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> okay, fair play. And then the remix where did it come out of? Because it is very, very good as well. Yeah, that's the story. So, um, tech actually, because yeah. we were going to tech with Connor McSherry, and he was in the production course, and we we're in the performance, and he, um, we were assigned to him. Uh, in some sort of like cross, like course thing, uh, and we recorded a song with him mm-hmm. and someone someone else, and then he ended up saying, "I really like your song 1990," and then he like started remixing it and posted us an Instagram story of like it, and we were like, "That's so cool." Yeah, we're like, oh, "Okay, it's pretty sick." And then within like three weeks, it was like our most streamed song, and we're like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> Well, what's going on? And you got it on a bunch of like different playlists on Spotify yeah, and stuff. Or like this stuff, and it has like still the most has like fifty thousand or something. Yeah. And we're, we thought we were class with our like twenty thousand mm. hours, but it's destroyed us. But we're happy. <laughs> we're, we're happy. Now. Yeah, fucking why not? Like you know. Yeah. So you'll be getting them back to doing that one in some states. It's so hard. Yeah. Like it does go. It does hard. Yeah. And we we aren't necessarily like uh, not fans of electronic music or anything. So mm. it was good to. Um, and all the songs before then were so different from one another. So it was cool to have another song that was so different. Yeah, so random well. house, house, yeah. house songs. Happy days, that's happy days. Brilliant. And I'm right in saying then you just followed that one up with Flowers. What is was the story of the inspiration behind that one? Um, so I write the song, so I have to explain this song again. But this, <laughs> okay. this one was the first we wrote in a room together ever. Yeah. Um, it was the, this was when Matthew had, had joined the band. And we were like, let's write a song that sounds like another song. Um, we're not going to say the name we're not for copyright. Because, <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah, we're going to get sued. But um, there's a song that we really like, and we were listening to it, and we were feeling really inspired in the moment, and we wrote 
a song that if you heard the other song, you yeah, would. Um, it's fine. It's, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's just it, maybe a similar vibe. And similar we, vibe. We just yeah. wanted a song that was like it definitely has to start slow and then be like really big. And yeah. Yeah. Build up. So. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it was really good. Yeah, we got yeah, used to yeah, it in that room and it, that was it and we didn't really Yeah, I, we yeah. wrote it in like five minutes as yeah. well. Like it was like I was writing on my notes but um um I'm just singing mm-hmm. along to them Nino playing some chords and then we ended up like piecing it all together because mm-hmm. um Nino thought of this really like weird middle part that was like and then we like just had a whole like section that was improvised but we like loved the fact that it got bigger and bigger and like had all the like sections of the big part are so different from one another as well so we didn't want to take anything out and so the song ended up being like five minutes yeah it was kind of a weird one when we first released in 90 we had kind of like a style going yeah and you wrote and we were like let's just put this out yeah. we just kind of threw that <laughs> like alternative post-punk type type song but yeah. um yeah i think it works anyway it's one of our fan favorites everyone seems to love it yeah yeah, it resonates with some, with everyone in like a different way, which is cool. Yeah, like been been and, yeah. yeah. Happy days, Come on, and, excuse. I was just gonna say on that, what is sort of the creative process for you guys? Like, obviously, nineteen ninety is about like as you say, your parents and that specific sort of story. Whereas that flowers is sort of more a vibe or a feeling. What sort of way do you approach your writing, or is it change, or is it any sort of more general approach? Uh, I normally just think of something on the toilet and then <laughs> where all great ideas come from yeah yeah i mean or no well don't think too hard because you end up like fucking elvis you were trying <laughs> well yeah i um i often get ideas like on the toilet or something and then i'll record it on my phone and then i'll sit down and try to develop that idea further uh and then sometimes just like lyrics come to my head uh so it just depends on the song some are different than others than others but um I'll then bring it to these guys and we'll com- arrange the piece around the lyrics and the melody and stuff that I thought of. Happy days, let's happy days. Because another one of your, your tunes and you just, you know, you're mentioning there about like the different lyrics that you thought of and all. Um, <clears throat> pardon me, I'm just trying to get it up here on the screen actually in front of me. Of course, uh, Man on a Bridge. And I mean, realistically, you know, from knowing Derry myself and knowing the unfortunate high suicide rate, um, not only across Ireland, but of course in Northern Ireland as well. And especially in Derry, and some of the, you know, the bridges in Derry been used for that reason, which is incredibly, incredibly sad. And there's some beautiful lyrics, you know, in that tune, um, you know, a little bit liquid courage and about, you know, no use in crying, a million people cry. And um, especially the memory of the perfect father thing as well. What drove you is to like, not only create and to write the song, but just sort of like put something that's so, I suppose, raw out there. Yeah, it's kind of, um, a, it, yeah, a story Gillen and I uh, got the inspiration from, but uh, we were out coming back from tech one day and um, we sat by just a little park beside the bus station waiting for the bus and uh, yeah, we saw a guy walk past us and he was in the, the bottle and he was talking about how he was going to go to the bridge and he was going to kill himself. And uh, we were immediately like, we don't, really know, what, shocked, yeah, we don't know what to do. That first year being like, away from home and just in there, yeah and so it was really we didn't know what to do and uh so i ran over and told someone and then we went over and we ended up having to like hold them from the like jumping off the bridge for like for like 20 30 minutes before like police came and they got them away and yeah it was, it was a horrible thing to go through uh-huh. but um it really did open our eyes right. to like seeing that in first person because you hear all in that you hear about the six <clears> takes and how it's so high in dairy mm-hmm. and how in other places but 
yeah, seeing it first person was intense. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we never really, before that, I don't think we were like, we definitely have to write a song about mental health or yeah. an issue. Yeah. With that. But I think it just really affected the both of us so strongly that when we told Aiden, I think it just yeah, exactly, yeah. wrote the song and it made sense that we're like, yeah. okay, we need to put this out. I, I remember coming to you with like this really like sad, slow yeah. ballad type thing I'd written about it because it was just like yeah. to get off my mind. And then you were like, yeah, it's good. And then do this and instead. And then song. we made that song. Um, but yeah, it's one of my favorites, I think. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a good, great song. I would love to like re-record it at some point. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, without a doubt, lads, it it it's it's one that reaches in and definitely um you know pulls the heartstrings, you know, because as I said, <clears throat> the North, Northern Ireland and Ireland as well, um, and, and across everywhere, especially in the week that's in it, um, about you know, mental health week and such things that you know it, it was a really powerful song that definitely touched me. So definitely very, very beautiful track. Yeah, thank you. Most certainly, yeah. You're all another track, Faux Feelings, which was released last year. Uh what is what's this song about? Is it any particular and you know story or any particular feeling related to any of yourselves or well yeah um we wrote this song we recorded this song the first before 1990 or anything yeah. just the producer oh. gonna record a song or yeah, this one just yeah. for the sake of it yeah mm-hmm. and then we like decided to release it during the lockdown because um we didn't want people to forget about us yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> as, so, as everybody was in the same boat like everybody was very you know and we had this song we had this full song and we i like we love playing it live and stuff yeah. so the song is like so much better live but we um <laughs> recorded it and we had a version of it and we wanted to like have it out there yeah, so it's kind of the back burner yeah and i'm like we might as well we're nothing no one's doing anything just put the song yeah down. and we started writing other stuff that like we felt like um fit together more cohesively mm. for our ep mm-hmm. and then uh, so we were like we want this song out though so we dropped, we dropped it just like be yeah, in the lyrics or something. Oh yeah, um, I wrote it about um, like the mistreatment of animals in the fashion industry, and oh. like uh, fur and stuff, and related it to like human perspective. So there's lyrics like um, cut me open, skin me alive. Don't I make a nice coat for when it's cold outside? So it's like saying, um, like are your like you you talk the talk. But you wouldn't, but like you, you wouldn't walk the walk. Yeah, if it was um, a human as opposed to an yeah, animal, exactly. or you know, like people, it's like personify the treatment that these people, like the fashion industry, are having towards animals. Yeah, to human, yeah. to human, so that humans can like relate more. Stuff. Mm. Yeah. In, in, sorry, she's gone. Don't go on. No, go on, go on, go on. I was just gonna say, like you know, <clears throat> like both two songs you've just there talked about are like things that are like politically charged you know very very much so you know obviously um fur and the you know treatment of animals and also then suicide and mental health is that something that you consciously do like talk about things that are like definitely very much alive in our current social society or is it like just is that just what your passions are in general well yeah we feel like um it's important as like people with any sort of like platform even though ours is like small mm. but um at the minute, hopefully, and <laughs> <laughs> growing and growing. <laughs> Although it is small at the minute, like we still feel like we should use our platform or our like music mm-hmm. to like sh- talk about what is important at some times mm-hmm. because it is like good to get it out there. Mm-hmm. But we also don't want to like say like we are like political or anything because yeah 
we there's loads of punk bands around and stuff yeah, that like yeah. like they yeah but we're just writing songs and we're yeah. as you say like it's in current events yeah so like you hear about it and mm-hmm. you, you just see it in the world so it's, it's, yeah it's natural just, yeah and we want to like have our little piece but not like share like all of our political opinions oh okay for a play for a play lads thank you very much Thank you. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And then you've released your most recent single, which I'm right in saying is going to be featured in the upcoming EP, uh, Burned Out. Yeah. Can you tell us about this track? Because this is one, I got the vibe that it's sort of, maybe I'm completely wrong. Uh, it like felt different from the rest, um, nearly re- more refined, going for more of like an immersive sort of feeling. Was this intentional? And does this reflect um, what what will be on the EP? Yeah, 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 for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I wrote this song in just before, yeah, just before lockdown, um, and like developed it more during lockdown, mm-hmm. uh, just because I was feeling like the stress and the pressure of like doing school and um, like doing so many gigs and stuff at the one like at the time. Uh, obviously we're not doing things yeah. like um, <laughs> at the time I was just getting a little bit burned out and I decided oh. to write a wee <laughs> I, I just wrote it like on guitar and then brought it to these guys um, but a lot of the music we've been listening to recently has like more cinematic en- like energy or yeah. um, stuff like that so we decided like when we're creating this EP and like, when we're making the songs that we wanted to like have it feel more cinematic yeah, have and more, more refined, polished. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good because when you came with the song, it kind of it really slaughtered into what Gillen and I were super into at the time musically. Mm-hmm. Well, just that's the way we made it because um, we were into like heavy, more uh, riffy type rock at the time. Mm-hmm. So we just kind of put that into it. And then we realized that. And then we had another song and another song. And then we're all kind of sounding. It had like a bit of a vibe and a style, so we were like, okay, I guess this is the EP then. Yeah, and we should separate all this stuff from these new songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's what we've been we working on. We started a whole new theme and everything. Like mm-hmm. we're we don't wear suits anymore. I know. I'll miss like walking <laughs> like three a.m. after a gig uh, with like black paint on my face and zip down. Black suit on. Is that, you know, going in jumpsuits and hope yeah. you don't think we're robbing the place. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, <laughs> the suits could be on under the jumpsuits, do you know what I mean? So, like, almost like Superman escort of stuff or super person take, you know. <laughs> and more generally, what about the EP? Can you, do we have name? Do we have date? Do we have, uh, you know, is anything you can tell us about it or is that all top secret? Definitely going to be all recorded ourselves. Yeah. Because yeah. we record Burned Out ourselves. Uh, that was our first song we ever made. Or, or yeah, and it's sounding oh. fucking great. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, you can expect uh, more riffs and uh, just a better production and more cohesive than the yeah. rest of our stuff. The rest of our stuff is a bit all over the place, but this is kind of a more a more direct defined piece of work. Yeah. And it's, it's more it. it's more uh, about like me as well, more than about the world around me. It's more about me. Okay. So more okay. More personal. Mm-hmm. And you said there about um, more cohesive. Is this then like you think this is something you guys could run with going forward, or is it just for the CP, so to speak, that sort of vibe, or see what happens? Uh, well, we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. we don't want to like put ourselves in a box for like yeah. too long, but mm-hmm. because we had like these similar ideas, we want to go with this for a while. And if 
we end up liking something else or want to like change it yeah we we'll just do that I suppose it will move with our influences like it has in the past just like move with with wherever we're into and whatever comes out of your mind (laughs) yeah (laughs) on paper that comes out yeah Unless someone has money for us to make the same like music all over yeah, and over again. Yeah, if we get yeah. a deal that has yeah. millions for an eight indie rock albums, we're going to take it. <laughs> uh, so if anyone's looking, if I mean, yeah. Yeah, hit you men up, do you know what I mean? You know, yeah. give you the shout. Like. <laughs> I want to just ask about, you know, how you feel about having your music played on like BBC Radio Ulster or an RTE, you know, just across sort of Ireland or, you know, even, you know, you know further afield like how does that feel to hear like your tracks like live on air because i know it's some well i'm not n- neither myself or sean or musically um that way inclined at all but we can only imagine the feeling of you know somebody introducing your track and being like by the way this is this is such and such whoever it is and you know d- is there is there a special energy a special feel about that or how did you connect with that or was it just like nah that's just another day <laughs> it definitely um it's, it's cool. I mean, yeah, lie, it's yeah. pretty cool. And, and it also is like maybe a bit of like a reminder to like keep going. You know, other people, other people are going to hear our music and to keep going as well. Yeah, just to because um, it's definitely like it kind of maybe solidifies the thought in my head of being like, oh, I can maybe do this as a career when I can tell my parents that like, oh, yeah, our song is going to get played. Yeah, and like that's the thing that clicks to like. I would say mm-hmm. our parents and like older people and our families have to be like, oh, there's someone going to play the radio. Obviously, he might know kind of what he's doing. Yeah. 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 But if you're like, if you're like, my song got 50,000. Oh, they'll be like, like, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. On YouTube or in the radio, they're like, yeah. what? Are you, are you, yeah. Like, are you getting paid? Are you paid? Yeah, you're on the Coin Chronicle. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, and they're like, get on the Coin Chronicle, your parents. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the big time. And then what about lockdown, man? We obviously, we were um, in lockdown for a long time. You chatted sort of about releasing stuff and trying to keep yourself in the thing. Did you work on stuff during lockdown or how was the heads during lockdown? Yeah, well, we finished writing an EP. We, um, we did some light, like virtual gigs. Yeah, we set up that yeah. sofa sessions, like yeah. a live stream festival. Because ah. obviously we had an entire tour booked for Manda Bridge yeah. coming out. And we got to play the first day of it. And then the next day, full lockdown, yeah. cancel all the dates. And we just watched it fall apart. And it was so upsetting. So we were kind of freaking out about how we were going to get streams for the song. If we couldn't promote it all through gigs. So yeah, we went and set up that festival for, for chat. So that was really good. We got to meet loads of, talk to loads of different yeah. bands. Yeah. There was like, there was loads on it. There was like, we were like 30 or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then we also, did, and stuff. We also did um, a Mexican music festival. That's true. Yeah. Mexican uh-huh. festival. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it had the, like a couple hundred views on YouTube, so yeah, that's pretty cool. cool. And you on know, Spotify, you can see all the countries, then we like two streams in Mexico. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah in Mexico yeah, yeah. right now on their phone, like yeah. Fair play. And what like did you just do that in your studio space? Was it done in the gaff? Was it done in somebody's garage bedroom, or what was the crack with that? Both we've had like on this like professionally <laughs> like recorded things. We recorded some live stuff with. Um, Scott Graham in Porosh um, at his studio. And then we've also recorded some stuff. We recorded some songs in your house for mm-hmm. Christmas. Mm-hmm. We've, rec- we've recorded some stuff um, in like the practice room as well. And I recorded stuff on my phone on Instagram Live with horrible yes. Wi Fi. <laughs> 
Yeah. I don't know, it was kind of everywhere. It was kind of everywhere with laptops and phones and yeah. shitty connection, trying to fucking stream mm-hmm. concerts to everyone. <laughs> I was trying to like get stuff on Google Drive and send it to one another, yeah. like like project, like back and forth. Mm-hmm. And like um try and do as much away from each other as we do together. Probably. The struggle was real, we all know it, do you know what I mean? The the, yeah. the Wi-Fi and the Zooms and such things. But you know, you just were able to get back out. We have been able to get back out, and of course, um, I think well, with the first place where I found out about you is, um, was Nino. I, I think was talking utter shit to you, as said all. Um, so <laughs> you know, please, my my um, how would one put it? My, he was steaming. My, my my drunken excursions, please. Um, you know that is not a complete profile <laughs> of the man. <laughs> it's like eighty percent of it. <laughs> Um, no, I remember it well. I remember it well. I was going to get a beer. At the, actually, I was going to get a beer at the wee bar, and I was just chanting it to everyone. And I was like, "Who's this guy?" And then now we're here. Now we're here. <laughs> but am I right in saying that you did actually um, get to do a little bit of playing as well? Yeah, we yeah. played uh, in the July one, wasn't it? July? Yes. In July, we played twice in one day on two different stages, like what, like thirty minutes apart. Um, and then we had the rest of the weekend to just like just get drunk and yeah. talk shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pass. We could just walk about like we're like we're VIPs and then <laughs> indeed yeah, we just had to play on the stage like early and exactly. Um, it was great that we got yeah. to, we finally got to play live and also like yeah. it didn't really feel like anything was different because it was outside and everything could just walk about yeah. and. Uh, Recently, we were going to do a gig in Atlantic for our single launch, and then it got cancelled again. We had to do another live stream. Mm-hmm. We were raging about it, but now this Friday, we're finally zero restrictions gig. Yeah. It's been so long. I'm so excited yeah. for it. It's like you can stand, you can mosh, you can mm-hmm. all. And talk to mm-hmm. me. Is is this the one in in Port Rush, Belfast, or where are we where are we going for this one? Lads? It's in Port Rush in the Atlantic Bar uh, upstairs in the Dockers, mm-hmm. and then the week after, we are in. This be easy in Belfast. Brilliant, brilliant. Obviously, you know, you've played at a festival and it was sort of open air, but what is it? What's it going? What do you like? What do you anticipate about being back inside? Do you know what I mean? Like the sweat literally on the, like the walls are almost sweating themselves. Everybody's going fucking <laughs> mental. You're giving it stacks. You know, like what, like what, you know, talk to me. Like, yeah, I expect a lot of like broken, like pint glasses. <laughs> yeah, that's the goal. Every yeah. single time, everyone's yeah. spilled their drink all over the dance floor. Yeah. And broken so many yeah. glasses. Like having a beer spilled in the monitor just puts like an extra layer of yeah. danger yeah. on the gigs. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Everything could just go wrong at any moment. But yeah, having home yeah. shows in Port Rush are obviously like the best because all our friends are there and it's like they're always the best shows for us. So yeah, so we're excited for that inside inside and it's like we've never played the bunkers before and it's like a smaller yeah. nightclub type thing. Upstairs. So it's gonna be hopefully very sweaty. Yep. Happy mm. days. Happy days, just go and give it stacks, lads, if nothing else for it, you know. Uh-huh. Exciting stuff. And what about Dublin? Do you have gigs come up in Dublin? Oh, uh, I wish. Hope so. Yeah. But yeah. not the minute anyway. Not the minute. We have You're not gonna make Jack buy a train, take it all the way up, are you? I know, Jesus, <laughs> lads, like fuck's sake here, you know. Uh <laughs> I'm bro- I'm bro- it's only the start of the month and I'm broke already for fuck's sake <laughs> yeah Dublin is um it's pretty rough we had one booked for the Manor Bridge tour and obviously yeah. got cancelled and the restrictions are still kind of heavy like heavier over there yeah. so in the future like, that's yeah. kind of our next goal to go Dublin we haven't been there before yeah. so we're fir- first timers so we want to get a good one up there hopefully with some Dublin bands yeah, we may not be around everywhere like after we release our EP 
the soundtrack to your meditation. Without a doubt. But at the end of the day, that was a wonderful villa in France. Go and check them out. See them in person. You can do all that again. Find them online. And you've been listening to... You ain't heard nothing yet. <laughs>